right, everybody. Welcome in. This is the latest episode of the 1796 Sports Podcast. Today we're going to be doing something a little different. This is going to be a preview of the basketball season. All right, Ryan, uh, NVF, what do y'all want to get to first? We got a couple good exhibition wins under our belt. How are we feeling so far? Well, uh, let's uh, cut right to the chase. Dalton Connect is the real deal. Um, he's going to add such a variety to this team. I mean, I don't know if you guys noticed, but almost eight to nine players on this team can shoot the shoot the deep ball, and that's huge when you can play good defense like we've always been playing. Um, but, yeah, I'm really interested to see how Dalton does this year. I think he's going to – really boost his draft stock playing on this team. It was crazy to see how last year that was kind of the thing that me and Ryan got frustrated with is a lot of our good defensive efforts were wasted because we just, if the other team scored 60, we were going to lose. And now it's like the two newcomers, you got Jordan Ganey and connects both just sharpshooters. Yeah, I mean, and during even that Michigan State game, that's a that's a top four team in the country, and the fact that uh, we're missing Ziegler and Vescovy that game, two of your you know biggest names on the team, and you still come out of there with the win in that hostile environment, that's huge. I mean, scoring ninety on Michigan State, it like you said, it, last year would have been a huge problem, but ah, God, you cannot leave anyone open on this team. Yeah, I totally agree. I think where you start with this team is that I, I don't think it's close that it's the deepest team Rick Barnes has ever had at Tennessee. I mean, you basically – I mean, it could be argued that you have two starting caliber lineups in the SEC. So it's going to be interesting to see how he works out that rotation as we go throughout the season. Yeah, and it, it, like you said, I mean, how far does this roster go? It's just – Oh man, I, I'm so excited to watch this year. We have a couple tough games at the beginning of the year too. I mean, going to Wisconsin ain't no joke. Um, so I mean, being that you know the second game of the season should be a little bit better being early in the season because obviously Wisconsin, you know, is not. I don't think they're going to be ready for a tough opponent like Tennessee, especially with that defense. Um, and after winning at Michigan State with that environment, because. I mean, we could all agree that environment was nuts for an exhibition game. And um, like I said, you come out of a environment like that with the dub is is huge. Yeah, it, I see people comparing that win to the Gonzaga win last year, which was at a neutral site, which is not – it's totally different. I mean, this was a sold-out crowd raising money for wildfires. Like, they – for I mean, no pun intended, they, they were clearly fired up. Magic Johnson was in the building. Like, they wanted to win that game just as much as Tennessee did. And I see Michigan State fans on Twitter saying it was our Super Bowl. How many damn Super Bowls is Tennessee sports going to play? Dude, in? this is the most successful year in Tennessee athletics ever. Yeah, we've won, like, six Super Bowls. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I don't know what it is this year, but that seems to be everybody – that plays us uh, like scapegoat. It's like, oh, it's your Super Bowl. You guys take it super serious. I'm like, I'm like, do you not take every game serious for your school? Yeah, like, what what is the alternative? Like, are, 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 do people expect us to just like half ass our way through games? I, I I don't get it. It's like, I mean, it's almost like they're jealous that we're good at every sport. 
I mean, that's, it, the only, it, that's the only explanation. I mean, it's like people can't can't handle the fact that we will whoop your ass in anything. Literally, I mean, you go from I mean, look at girls volleyball; they're doing good too. I mean, you got girls volleyball, the girls softball soccer. team, the soccer team, the baseball yeah. team, the basketball team. I mean, list goes on. I mean, Doctor Danny, Doctor Danny, <laughs> but dude, the, I mean, this lineup you got, and you got dude Mayshack. I, I love Mayshack on defense, man. He is nuts when he plays defense. I think um, he's going to be I, – I know a lot of people, you know, talk about how he's not great on the offensive side. It's like – but defense is going to win you that championship. I know it's, it sounds yeah. cliche, but, I mean, if you could hold teams under 60 and you're scoring – I could see this team averaging 70 – 70 to around 80 points a game, to be honest, if they're all healthy and, you know, doing their thing. Because the fact that you have to cover eight shooters all game long, it, it, it's it's tough. Yeah, I think it's kind of a, a big thing this year because Meshack, like you said, you know, he's a defense guy, and that's fine for this team because he's not going to be looked to to be a primary scorer. I mean, you have – Obviously, uh, Vescovy, Ziegler, and then uh, JJJ, and then the two newcomers, and then you still have Meshack. You still got Adu. Like, I think, we, like you said, that's that's a very deep team. That's probably yeah. the deepest Barnes team. You know, the the thing about Meshack is everybody knocks him for what you know his his shortcomings on the offensive end. But last year during the stretch run, after Ziegler had his injury. Meshack was one of your number one scoring options because everybody was double and triple teaming Vescovy. So he, he would go out and get you 12 to 15 points a game in huge games down the stretch in March. So I, I, I don't expect him to be a liability on the offensive end by, by any means. So and, and that's one of your players that you're relying on for defense. I mean, th- this team has the potential to go to the Final Four, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, I think honestly – and I, and I hate to put it on them because, I mean, college sports is just nuts in general. I mean, anybody could be anybody on any single day. But, man, it's hard not to put the expectation of reaching the Final Four. And it's it's very doable. It, it, I mean, the schedule's really not that scary. I mean, other than, you know, Texas A&M and even Kentucky, there's not a lot of, like, powerhouse sec schools this year well that's what i was gonna say like i feel like the first month of the season will tell us a lot because wisconsin syracuse north carolina illinois like those are some legit teams that's that's gonna be a tough stretch there i mean even having a winning you know winning three of those would be huge so i i think We'll find a lot out about this team before conference play even begins. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. That's my favorite thing about Rick Barnes, and he's done it since he's been here, even when he had rosters that wouldn't cut it in the NAIA. Like, he was playing any and everybody. Like, and that's what you got to do with college basketball to get the RPI, Ken Palm, BPI, whatever whatever metric that you want to use. You have to play those games in order to be – looked at for a tournament and I, I don't expect it to matter that much because this team is not going to be on the bubble so but in years past and he's kept it going through the years where he's had you know good success like you you need those games to get ready yeah. to play 
Yeah, what really helps his team is is the leadership coming back. I mean, you got Triple J, you got Vescovy, you got Ziegler. I mean, even Mayshack and Adu. I mean, you got these guys that have played in the tournament. You know, uh, Ziegler. I mean, he's from my hometown. This this kid is gonna be nuts. He's as long as he stays healthy. I hope he does because. Man, is he a special talent, man. I love watching him play some basketball. Yeah, and even, like, in the SEC, I mean, obviously things could change. Preseason isn't everything. But you have Alabama, Arkansas, Texas A&M, and Kentucky. I mean, is there anybody else that is even somewhat scary? I mean, the Mississippi schools suck. South Carolina sucks. I mean, a lot could change, I know. But it's it's really hard to – not get excited when you're looking at this schedule and this this roster. Yeah, that's why all these damn Kentucky fans coming on my uh, Twitter page and ask me, oh, I thought you guys didn't care about basketball. It's like, how can you not care about basketball? I care about every sport with the school. Like, baseball season comes around, I'm still watching the Lady Vols play softball. Like, uh, it's any sport with the school that it's hard not to be a fan of. I mean, like you said in, earlier in the podcast, I mean, when your teams are good, how do you not watch them? Even the Lady Vols basketball team, they're going to be good this year. It, how do you how do you not watch the games? And trust me, I get it. I mean, most people won't watch the girls' sports. It's just not as exciting, but the teams are good. So, Yeah, it's like what we were talking about the other day. Like, it's what part of what makes Tennessee so special is, like, we care about all the sports. Even though women's basketball, like, like it's just it's all entertaining. It's all balls. Yeah, uh, guys, I really want to get into this starting lineup we put out against uh, Michigan State. So you started off with Jordan Ganey at point. You had Mayshek at the two. You had connected three. James at the four. Adu at the five. Mm-hmm. Now, two of those guys are probably not going to start. And we went up there and took it to them early. Like we, we had a 15 to one lead and that's two players that you're probably going to be getting 15 minutes a game from. So this, it just goes back to the depth of this team. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, Ganey really showed something to me in that game. The, the kid is lights out from beyond the arc, uh, the poise he played with was just awesome to see. I mean, like I said, that crowd was absolutely bonkers. And I expect that. I mean, if Michigan State was came to Knoxville, I'd, I'd expect Knoxville to be like that too. But, like, for an exhibition game, that's nuts. And for Ganey to go in there and control the game like he did for, you know, I believe he's a freshman, ain't he? Uh, I, I think he's played a year. I can't remember where he, he played. Tra- he played at uh, South Carolina Upstate. Yeah. So yeah. He's- so he's never experienced a crowd like that. Absolutely not. And he went in there and knocked down the free throw that iced the game away. Right. I mean, and especially after missing one, you're yeah. thinking after you missed that first one, you're like, oh crap. You know, you you know something's in his head. But yeah, he iced the game right there. You, you knew you won the game after that. Yeah, I mean that's that's something that I think is a pretty pretty big takeaway as well is like Connect and Ganey both played for tiny schools. I think like Connect played at Northern Colorado, 
somewhere in Colorado. But, yeah, like some small school, and then Ganey played at some small school in South Carolina. Like, but they didn't look like the spotlight was too big for them. I mean, I know it's an exhibition game, but it's it's Michigan State with a raucous crowd. Like, the fact that they went from playing at small schools like that last year to immediately contributing is encouraging. Can we talk about that dunk from Dalton Connects? When everybody, oh my god, I went absolutely nuts after that happened. And everybody, for I mean, if you watch this highlight, you know, you know that he could do that. But everybody more or less expected him to spot up from three, and he goes out there and dunks somebody's head. Like he, Bro, he, he dropped twenty eight points. I mean, yeah. the kid's nuts. He, he can he can get to the basket. He can post up. He can hit turnarounds. He can dunk on people's heads, and he can spot up from three and be forty to fifty percent. Like mm-hmm. he is a player. Well, and one of the announcers said it perfectly about him. The reason I think the reason he came to Tennessee is he knew Rick Barnes would turn him into a defensive player too. Mm-hmm. And the fact that if you put a defensive player behind a guy like that, of course he's NBA talent. And if he has the year that we all think he's going to have, I wouldn't be shocked seeing him go in the first round. How do you not? How, how do you not think that? The kid I mean, could shoot. He could he could drive. He could play defense. What else do you want? He's got the attitude. So he's got the size. I mean, he's exactly he's, he's the whole package. And like Barnes complimented his defense like immensely after that game. And I think everybody in the program, I don't know why they thought this after seeing what he did against Michigan State, expected him to be, you know, just average or below average on defense. But I trust him. He has the mm-hmm. size and effort and skill set to do it. So I expect him to be a contributor on the defensive end too. So he, he is absolutely a player. And if Tennessee wins the SEC or even has a decent season, he's probably going to be SEC player of the year. I, oh, I agree. I, you know, my biggest thing about this team is I wish we had um, Plavich back. I, I think, I think this team would really benefit from like, and, and I get it. Awaka, he's a big dude, but like, Pravchich was different, man. Like, just the pure size and dominance underneath the boards. And, yeah. like, Adu's great. I love watching him play. I, you know, he could shoot the three a couple times. He could hit that. But he, he's he's skinny a little bit. Not yeah. saying he can't, you know, do, you know, get some rebounds. But, you know, he's not a Pravchich. So, yeah. uh, another but, thing about the starting lineup against Michigan State is – I'm pretty sure all of them hit a three in that game. And that's two, it's like I said, two players that you're probably not going to see more than 20, 15 minutes they came from. Mm-hmm. And they all can hit threes. Yeah. All but, of the, all, everybody in starting five hit at least one. And and that's what I think is the biggest difference from Euros to the post that we have now is that for as much edge that Euros brought and as much as he banged around in the paint and got rebounds, I think we're going to benefit more from having post players that you can stretch out and somebody actually has to go out and guard them. It seemed like last year some of our offensive struggles seemed to be from the guy on the Euro sinking down in the paint and him holding the ball for a little bit and everything getting a little bit bogged down. It was a 2010 offense. I mean, it's yeah. just yeah. the way that basketball has gone in the past decade. All five players have to have some range. Yeah, like a- you, absolutely. You can't have, you know, not taking anything away from Plops, it's like, he had his role on the team, and it was the reason we were one of the best defensive teams in the league, but in the, in the country. But at this day and age with basketball, every you got to be able to spread the floor. Yeah, and I, I think the edge this year is probably going to come from Triple J. Uh, I think that can be his like 
you know, I, I kind of thought, I, I hate to say it about Triple J because he obviously loves Tennessee, loves Rick Barnes, but I kind of wanted him to move on. But then I, th- th- then I think, you know, veteran leadership couldn't hurt. But I, I think he's going to be the one that, that brings the edge to this team. I agree. I mean, the kid could score. I, you know what I did admit? Like, I felt like he wasn't as aggressive during that Michigan State game. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Like, yeah, you know, he didn't really – he had a couple shots where I thought he should have took, but, he, you know, he picked up the ball and passed it, and I just didn't see him as the same Triple J that we were used to. Yeah, I mean, he only he only shot three field goals. Mm-hmm. Um which is two. shocking because usually he takes a couple. <laughs> I think either he just realized it on his own or Barnes has told him, like, you're not one of the top options to score anymore, and we really need you to push more towards the defensive end and rebounding, which is something that I think a player like Josiah Jordan-James can do because he loves the program and will do whatever's best for Tennessee. And it's tough to take away the spotlight from a guy who's been here for what's now his fifth year, but – I think he understands that we have players now behind him that can score and he doesn't have to be the only man pressing the issue on, on offense. Definitely. Have, we definitely have some guys that could score on this team. Um, but yeah, I was going to ask you guys that who, who do you think is going to be the leading scorer on this team this year? It's tough not to go with connect, but if I was picking a sleeper, I would probably go with uh Zakai Ziegler, just because how creative he is at getting to the basket. And, as mean, long as he's healthy. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason James struggled last year is because he was never really fully healthy. Like, it was obvious. So, but Bryce, what about you? Who, who do you think is going to be our leading scorer? Like you said, I mean, it's it's hard. The easy answer would be connect. Um, I still am not – I wouldn't be surprised if it was Vescovy again. Yeah. I think Vescovy can be that man this year because he's not going to be the only one getting attention. Exactly. Last year in the tournament, it was frustrating. Because it was literally times where he he literally just had three people on him. Yeah. Because yeah. you were not worried about anybody else stepping out. No. So I would say Vescovy or Connect. Yeah. What about you, Normal Normal Well, fan? Well, see, I'm on the same page. I think Connect's probably the – everybody answer um but uh if i had to pick a sleeper i mean oh man like i want to say vescovy and i want to say ziegler but i think i think it's the guy we were just talking about i think triple j could end up doing something huge this year i mean especially with uh you know this being his last year i mean he's gonna want to show something you know to NBA teams, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I kind of want to get into some uh, season outlook or predictions. Um, what do y'all think our record in the SEC is going to be? And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first, Bryce. Yeah. So like we, we kind of already talked about how the uh, SEC is better than it's been and, and, some years but it's not like some goliath conference if like it was um i think i don't think it's a stretch to say we went hold on let me pull it up we went 11 and 7 in the sec last year Mm -hmm. i don't think it is a stretch at all to say 
13 and five is probably what you should expect. I mean, even maybe even better than that. Yeah. I would say 13 or 14 wins is a attainable target. Yeah. Um, you're probably going to fall to Kentucky once. I mean, I hate to say it, but you'll probably fall to Kentucky once. It's, t- it's tough to win in rope. Yeah. I mean, Texas A&M is going to be a tough out. Um, Arkansas will be tough. I-, I could see 13 or 14 wins, though. Yeah, the thing that keeps me away from saying 15 or 16 and more what Bryce was alluding to in the, in the, in the lower to mid-teens is the whistle you get on the road in the SEC is complete and utter horseshit. So – you're probably looking at 13 or 14, like Bryce just said. What What are your thoughts on that normal ball fan? See, I'm kind of being on the – I don't want to say, like, I don't want to sound negative. I'm trying to be conservative with, with the wins. I agree. I think 13 is a good number. I'm going to lean towards, you know, a 12, 12, you know, win kind of schedule just because of how tough – our non-conference schedule is. Um, but I could definitely see a 13, 14, 15 SEC, you know, type schedule for us. But yeah, the, the thing that prevented us from getting that last year was you probably lost three to four road games in the SEC because you didn't hit your damn free throws. Yep. It seems like everybody had the yips at the free throw line. And I hope that doesn't happen again, but you know, and even more than that, it's like I alluded to, the whistle you get is just abysmal sometimes on the road, which is probably why we have a great home record. Yeah, so, I mean, we went 14-2 and two at home. Yeah. And 4-6 and six on the road. So yeah. there's definitely something to that. And, I mean, it, you go to talk about how just how tough it is to win on the road in the SEC. Alabama did not lose a home game last year. Mm-hmm. Alabama – Went fifteen and zero at home. Texas A and M only lost one home game, so I mean it's hard to chalk up anything as a win in the SEC. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, what what's your take on the overall record? What are you thinking? I'm thinking probably. I think it's very attainable to get the twenty five wins in the regular season. Did it last year? Yeah. I say I agree. I think. What are you thinking with the um, a March ticket? What what seed do you think? That's so tough because you don't know like how else it's gonna go. I, I I mean I could easily see a one seed. I honestly could. I mean I know that makes me sound like a homer, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility we win the SEC. And I mean. If everything, let's say that, best case scenario, I think we can win the SEC and be a one seed. Probably somewhere in the middle, I would say comfortably a three seed. Yeah, I, I think three to four seed is the floor for this team. Which is honestly better. I mean, you'd, you'd probably rather be that. It just seems like that's the way it goes. Like, I mean, UConn, mm-hmm. you know. I don't think you want to be a <laughs> one seed necessarily. It just seems like it's kind of cursed. Yeah, how often does a one seed even win the tournament? It's mm, it's been a while, right? I think it has. And normally, the number one overall seed is out before the elite eight, so it's it's hard. You know, it's a hard. It's a hard schedule because usually, I mean, you go in as the one, you play the sixteen. Yes, you're most likely going to win that, but then you play an eight and nine seed that usually isn't bad. 
So yeah. it's it's a hard road. I mean, I'm not saying you know. I've honestly thought our road was easy last last year. I mean, once you beat Duke, it was like we should have beat FAU. We you know, it's kind of tough. I mean, FAU played really well, but we should have won that game. Yeah. But the, anything happens in March. Yeah, and the you know, I I get so angry at people <laughs> who just shit on Rick Barnes just because of March. And I'm saying this as an alumni of the University of Tennessee. I'm way more prouder of a program that you never hear anything negative out of. You don't have a fucking murder scandal going on in the middle of the season. You like, I, and, and you 20 plus games a year. Like, I'm fine with that. Go back in the history of Tennessee basketball. This is the best it's ever been. It's not even close. So pe- people who, like, it's, it's always the question of who, who you if you fire Rick Barnes, and it's probably not. It's probably somebody who's not even close to as good as a, of a program builder, a program maintainer mm. as Rick Barnes. And the thing about March is anything happens, and he's just had bad luck. And that's sometimes what you need in March is good luck. And he's only had that once, and it was in 2003 when he made the Final Four. Yeah, I mean it, especially March and basketball i mean it just seems like more fluky i guess you could say mm-hmm. than college football you know it just anything can happen i don't think people realize how hard it is to win in march mm-hmm. i mean and the fact that i mean tennessee is not a blue bud in basketball like but rick barnes has put us on that level yeah i mean we're at the point where it's kind of like in football now with high like if you're not you know, winning nine games, at least everybody's pissed and disappointed. It's the same thing with the basketball team. Like, mm-hmm. if we're not making the tournament, if we're not one of the top, th- you know, three or four seeds in the SEC, then it's a disappointment. And, and I would say go back and look in the 90s and, and look at the five-win teams. Like, this is the best it's ever been. Yeah, I agree. It's, you know, and I, I get it. A lot of people talking about all oh, how – you know, the whole Rick Barnes thing, the fact that we're talking about, you know, we're the favorites to win the SEC going into the year. I mean, most people are thinking, you know, we're going to be in March as possibly a one to two, maybe three seed. You know, how how are you talking about Rick Barnes, you know, being a bad coach when you're people are talking about you like that at the beginning of the season? Yeah, I, it, I don't know if I'm mistaken here, but I think this is the first time we've been picked to win the SEC when he's been the coach. It is. Yeah, he he was talking about that last week. Yeah. He said he didn't even know about it until some students told him congrats. Yeah, well, that means nothing. Those students should get a grip. But, you know, it's it just – at the very least, it says that you were running a great program. And anybody – Well, there's expectation now. Yeah. It's not like – I mean, for even much of our life, you know, it's like football season's over and you're just waiting on football season to come back. Yeah. Or you're you're more excited about the Lady Balls than – Yeah. Way more excited about the Lady Balls for most of our life. And now it's at the point where the basketballs are there too. So, yeah, it's just cool to see. Absolutely. Okay. I want – this is what I want to do before we 
get out of here because I know it's it's ten fifty here. Um, I want to go through our schedule and go game by game, not into detail, but I want to hear both your th- you know thoughts on do we win the game? Is it a toss up? Toss up with a W in a close game type thing. Okay, so I got the schedule pulled up, and I'll ask you guys. You know, we'll go through the schedule and see what you say. But um, all right, Monday, November sixth, Tennessee Tech. Win. Yeah. Win. I agree. Um, then that Friday we go to Wisconsin. It's a nine p.m. Eastern, you know, game. So it's going to be pretty raucous crowd over there on a Friday night. I'll, I'll I'll go with the win there too. Bryce, you you sticking with that? Yeah, yeah. I, I I see some losses, but I think we can. I think we'll, we'll we'll get a couple in a row before we get a loss. Okay, so we got, and I I agree. I think Wisconsin's a. I'm not gonna say a toss up. I think we win the game, but I I only think we win by at most like seven to eight points. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I wouldn't so, put any money or anything. So. Yeah, so we're, that's two and zero, oh, and then we go. We play Wofford at home. I'm taking that's that it. as a win as well. Yep. So three and zero, oh, and then you go to Syracuse. I think a Syracuse a road game. I think it. Yes, it's uh, in New York. Yeah. It's um, on a Monday night, or actually, it's a Monday evening. Yeah. Um. You know, honestly, I think that's going to be a tough win. Yeah, I, I, think, I know Syracuse isn't what they used to be, but I I think it's it's Syracuse. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. I mean, the the thing about Syracuse is they always have a good environment in that in that dome. I'll probably say we win by less than five there. So you're saying close win? Yeah. Okay, so I I have this going four zero, and then this is where it gets kind of sketchy to where. You could either make it a really good start to a season or it could, you know, flip on a dime. Um, but then you go to North Carolina, number 19 in the country in the preseason. So, and it's a 7-15 start on a Wednesday night. So, I'm, it's going to be a raucous crowd. Can you, you can hear us, right? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, sorry. Cut out for a second. Um, so, so, what did you think about UNC? We, we missed that part. Well, I was just saying it's a seven fifteen start time. Uh, I was just saying how this, you know, this could, you know, potentially make a really good start to the season if you win this game. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's a crucial, not crucial in the terms of like our seasons in jeopardy if we lose it, but it'll tell us what kind of level we're at. Uh, you know, UNC kind of had a down year last year. I don't think many people expect – I don't think they're going to miss the tournament again. Um, but I do think I, I do think we have the shooters to win that game. Oh, I completely yeah. agree. I honestly think we win this game. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with that being our first loss just because it's in Chapel Hill and it's, it's going to be an important game for them and their RPI. And, and their BPI and every other metric. So I'm going to go with that as our first loss, but it's going to be close. It's, it's going to be a close one. So, oh, okay. Ryan. I mean, I can I... see it too. I just think we sneak it out. I think it's going to be one of those games where it's kind of like that Michigan State game to where it was like back and forth towards the end. 
Yeah. Hey, is there something? Uh, is your like setup any different? I'm wondering because it's like, what's what would you call that? It's like very robot-y. <laughs> it's probably because I'm I'm not at home, and the Wi-Fi. It could be because I was I was gonna say my setup's the same. Okay, yeah, it might be on our end, then. hopefully it doesn't pick up in the recording. But I was gonna say you, you sound like a robot to me now. One loss. Yeah, and then we go into uh, at home. We have a big home stretch right here. Uh, so we start with George Mason. Yeah, George Mason has historically been a feisty basketball team they're known to pull an upset or two um i think we will handle business yeah at, at food city yeah we'll we'll get the job done against uh kim english and his boys another rick barnes coach coaching tree standout okay so we got we, so at this point we're six and one um coming off that lot we'll, we'll say north carolina is a loss because he's two against one um, but then we got Illinois coming to town. Yeah, uh, that's going to be a tough game. Illinois last year was killer defensively. Uh, they actually played quite a bit like us last year. Yeah. Um, at home though, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't really see us losing at home. Yeah, we don't lose at home. No, yeah, that's a dub. Yeah, it's a Saturday uh, at noon, too, so it's going to be packed. So we're taking that as a dub? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then you got Georgia Southern. That'll be a blowout. That one won't be close. Um, Okay. Now, I do think this next game, um, you know, we all have Illinois and Georgia Southern as, as wins. I do think NC State has upset potential, so I w- I'm not overlooking that game. That's a game that I'm going to be very focused on. I do think we win, but I think that that's a game that has upset potential. I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go, get, I'm, I'm gonna go talk, with the win. For the NC State game? Yes, yes. Okay, I agree. I think we'll win, but I think Bryce is right. I mean, it's going to be a a battle. Uh, the next two, I think, are wins. I mean, you got Tarleton State and Norfolk. Norfolk. Nor- Norfolk. I can't even say it, but I think those two are easy wins. Yep, and then that's then you get right into SEC play after that. Yeah, with Ole Miss. What do you think about that game? Ole Miss sucks. I think we'll beat Ole Miss. I agree. I think we beat Mississippi State. Yep. Georgia's awful. Yep. That's nice that we get. I mean, those are the three teams you'd like to start conference play with. So that's. that's I I would say four teams. You're playing Florida at home too. Yeah. It'd be a different story if it was in. Gainesville. Yeah, bad juju there. Well, so are we all in agreement we should start off SEC play 4-0? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then I think 
we're going to beat Alabama in Knoxville. At they're, home, at home, yes. Yeah, they're a totally different team when it's not in Tuscaloosa. So I think that's five and zero. Well, they also don't have Brandon Miller, so yeah, they're or Darius Miles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be a win. And then we got our other home game at Vanderbilt. Yeah, I mean, Vandy's feisty. They play tough. They they upset Arkansas last year. Like they they won some big games last year, but now nah, that's a home game for us. They they have zero home home court advantage. That's a win. I agree. Okay, and then South Carolina at home. South Carolina's horrible. That's another win. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, and then we go to Lexington. That's a loss. Loss. Okay, I, I don't disagree with that. I think I think we go one and one against Kentucky this year. But after that game, you have LSU at home. Um, that's you know, obviously it'd be nice. I would love for it to be a bad day at the coal mines after that, but I don't know. Um, what's after that? We have LSU, right? Yeah, LSU at home. We'll win at home. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm I'm hesitant to pick any any game at home as a loss, so. That's that's gonna be a win. Yeah, and then we we get a tough stretch here. I mean, we got A uh, and M and then Arkansas on the road. Both tough places to play, both ranked teams at home. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll split them. I think we'll beat Arkansas. I'll probably lose at San Yeah, I'm gonna okay. go. With, I'm I'm gonna go with the opposite there, because uh, we seem to never win in Arkansas, and I think. A&M isn't as intimidating as the atmosphere they have in Fayetteville. I agree. I'd probably say with a win at Texas A&M and loss in Arkansas. But we'll go with that. I mean, at that at this point, we have uh, three losses on the schedule with the loss to North Carolina as well. So Kentucky, North Carolina, and at one of Arkansas or A&M. Go so, to Arkansas since... We use since y'all both said Arkansas, so that's that. And uh, I mean, yeah, those are just tough places to play. I mean, it's going to be hard to win all these on the road. Um, and Arkansas is going to be really jacked up for basketball season because their football team is god awful. So <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I agree. And then we go. Uh, we well, we have Vanderbilt at home that following game. Win. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a win. Vanderbilt's getting swept. I agree. And then we go to Missouri. Feisty game. I think that's another one that Vols fans will write off as an easy win. But, you know. I think it's going to be a less than five-point win. It's always – it seems to be tough to play up there for us for some reason. Oh, that's the furthest team yeah. Yeah. away, you know, from home. So I, I also think this is a payback game, though. Yeah, because they dominated us last year big, big time. I mean, you had a buzzer beater, but – they, they they seem to hit every daggum shot they shot against us last year. So I think we're going to be wanting to get some revenge on them. Yeah, I think it'll end up being a tight win. Okay, and then we go. Well, we have A and M at home following that game. Win, because we're at home. That, that 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 that's my rule. If we're at home, we're winning the game. You think we're going perfect at home? Yes. Oh. Well, okay, then we have Auburn as a win at home following that A&M game. Yep. 
absolutely. Okay, and then you go to uh, Tuscaloosa. Mm. I think that's a loss. That's a loss. I think. I don't doubt that either. I think. I think it'll be a tough game. I think all these games we are in the game. I think just you know home field advantage is huge. For sure. Especially on the road, especially with the the crazy whistle. I do think we win the next one on the road, though. I think we win it in South Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah. That we shouldn't. Basically, the theme of this is we should beat all of the the basement dwellers, and then all the average teams, and then the top of the SEC will probably split with. Yeah. Okay, and then we finish the season off uh, with Kentucky at home. Can't wait for that game. Win. That's that's honestly, I, I'm gonna say that's gonna be a convincing win. Yeah, I think that's a 15 to 20 point win there. Yeah, it's probably gonna be a game I go to. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's gonna be the one everybody's gonna circle because I think we all loss in Rupp. Gonna be getting some payback. I think it's gonna be a glorious game. Okay, so I mean, in total, I mean, we only have us losing five, maybe six games. Yeah. Which which would put you around the twenty five win mark. So Okay. I mean I'm I'm all about it. I, I I agree with all, you know, what you guys said. So um I think that's a good way to go into this uh season. I think this Tennessee Tech team is gonna get a a beating um come Monday. Uh after the beating UConn gets tomorrow. And no, no. um Oh, side note real quick, right before we end. Did y'all see Louisville lost to Kentucky Wesleyan? <laughs> oh, basketball? Yeah, I've seen that. They're in the basement in basketball. Dude, the funny thing is, though, is like, you know, sometimes you have like a – like Tennessee football, right? Like they – you know, we, we we played shittily against Austin P this year. But at least Austin P is like in the top of their conference. And – Kentucky Wesleyan was predicted to finish last in their like fucking D three conference. <laughs> yeah, and they beat Louisville. Like, that's that's beyond embarrassing. They they've fallen off big time. It's one of the biggest fall offs I've ever seen from a major program. What's and- going to be funny though is watching Louisville beat Kentucky in football though. <laughs> they might. Hey, if they, it'd be even funnier if they beat me in basketball. <laughs> oh God, dude. Well, I mean, it, they don't have Oscar Shigwe again, so. Yeah, they're not having some giant dude foul every time there's a rebound, so that might benefit people. There's no way he's in the NBA, right? He's definitely in, like, Croatia or he something. He went undrafted, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, he really wasn't that good. No, he wasn't. That's, like, one of the prospect hype. That when that when the hype doesn't match the on-court production, when all you well, can we do- also we didn't have a guy that could match up with a, a guy like him. That, you know, it, he bullied the inside. I mean, don't get me wrong; he just wasn't an NBA talent. Yeah, it's just an old old style of play, like we were talking about earlier. He's not really like a floor spacer. So yeah, yeah. all right. Anyways, well, we'll uh... we got a big UConn game to go to tomorrow, so hopefully we. will you know, record that episode relatively soon. Um, hopefully recapping a four touchdown performance by Nico. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. But all right, boys, I will end it there. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy the game. I'll be enjoying some beer and uh, sitting on my couch watching a bunch of football games.
Hell yeah, man. That sounds delightful. <laughs> We're going to be paying $8 for a beer, so. 13 Oh. Mm. <laughs> we need a beer sponsor. Yeah. Exactly. But. All right, anyways. boys. Go balls. Go balls. Go balls, baby. <laughs>